0: Hi, I'm Ivana.
1: And I'm Jay.
0: And you're listening to Friends with Elephants.
1: A show for the cool nerd in you.
0: It's season two, episode 19.
1: The 19th episode, and how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm good. How are you?
1: I am feeling good about series survival.
0: Ah.
1: I'm feeling cocky. You're
0: feeling cocky. What, what are the standings right now? You're two below me. That's right. So if I get all three wrong today, then you win. I win. And if I get two wrong, then we tie. We don't have a, a tiebreaker. Oh, yeah, we contingency. don't. Contingency. Yeah.
1: But this has become very, very quickly one of my favorite segments. Me too. And... We're starting to see upfronts. We're starting to see all the new TV shows. I know. I'm really
0: excited to do it again. You're messaging me constantly with, like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And I'm like, I'm not looking at them until we do series survival again.
1: Well, all right. Let's just keep moving along. (laughs) And we'll get there eventually.
0: But first, it's time. Uh,
1: We're going to play the splitter. And then I'm going to do my job. Just calm down over there. Fine, whatever. It's time for a top three, Turf four, And this week, on Friday, Finding Dory hits theaters. Pixar is bringing a big one back, hoping to make gold on a sequel.
0: What do you think? Do you think it's going to be good? No.
1: You don't? I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't I know. No you never idea. know. I have, I honestly have zero prediction on this one. I
1: see the trailer and I think it's the same as before. I liked the original. Oh, I loved the original. Don't get me wrong. I just don't need to see the same movie again. Yeah, I agree. And it looks very similar. So I'm I'm very skeptical that it will be any good because it looks so much like the original.
0: But you never know. It could be one of those misleading trailers.
1: There are a lot of misleading trailers, which we'll get to in Trailer Trash. (laughs) But with that said... It's an animated sequel. We've never talked about animated sequels we before. We have
0: never talked about animated sequels.
1: We've done horror sequels. We've done the best sequel evers. Mm-hmm. We've never talked about animated sequels. So we're going to do top three Turf War, starting with Ivana on your number three favorite animated sequel.
0: My number three favorite animated sequel is Toy Story 2.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, we should we should just say... Sequel doesn't have to be the very next one. It can be...
0: Anything that isn't the first.
1: um, Toy Story 2 is not on my list.
0: I love Toy Story 2. I I think that it's so underrated. I don't understand why people don't love it. It, I I remember watching it. I cried. I laughed. It was fantastic. It was a perfect follow-up to the first Toy Story. It
1: is a great comedy, but there is not... You don't get the same heart from Toy Story 2. I cried. That I got the heart in the first one.
0: I totally got the heart. I cried so much. To me, I think that Toy Story 2 actually got deeper than than the first movie. And and I was ready for it what? to go there.
1: Yeah. I guess it's Toy Story, but this time it's Buzz saving Woody and I don't know, it felt like a lot of the same, except we got to explore Al's toy barn, which I thought was fantastic.
0: I I really loved it, and and it made me cry. Therefore, it cannot be just a comedy.
1: Okay, well, my number three. Oh my God. What? What's Stop what's everything. Wrong, what, what's wrong with you?
0: I was just imd being Toy Story 2. Yeah? There's a Toy Story 4 coming out. Dude, I know. You know? I knew that.
1: I did not know that. I'm not happy about it.
0: Why are they doing this? We'll
1: get there. Maybe we'll talk about another Toy Story movie and this animated thing.
0: Oh my God! Calm down.
1: My number three Shrek 2. So the fun of Shrek is all these fairy tale creatures. So when they announced a Shrek 2 I was like no. Nah, wh- I mean where are they going to go with this? This is this is, uh, you know, a very small fairy tale world, but it's not. We get to meet Prince Charming, who is hilarious. You got the Fairy Godmother, who's the bad guy in this one, and we get to meet one of the silliest characters, Antonio Banderas <laughs> as Puss in Boots. I didn't think I could like it more, and. and- To be honest, I don't like it as much as Shrek, but I do like it better than all the other Shrek sequels.
0: I agree. Shrek 2 is so much fun. Shrek 2 is definitely the best of the sequels, and it was number four on my list. Oh. So, you know, honorable mention-wise, I don't disagree with you that it's a great movie. I had so much fun. Puss in Boots was such a good character. Great character. But it wasn't quite the first one, and I think that I preferred Toy Story 2 over it.
1: I don't know if any of the movies on my list beat the first one. I, maybe, uh, I don't know. What's your number two?
0: My number two is Despicable Me 2.
1: Hated that movie.
0: You hated that movie. Hated that movie. I love that movie. movie. You know what else
1: that movie gave us is bullshit? Fucking the Minions movie. Because they wanted to build the Minions up a little bit more. Well, the Minions were adorable
0: as part of the Despicable Me, like, movie universe. I don't know. I actually have not seen the Minions movie. Oh, I will
1: not see that. I movie. feel like, like that is, cash is grab.
0: totally targeted towards a much younger crowd. And that's not really my thing. I loved Despicable Me too. I thought it was a really fun movie. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed the heck out of it. And I thought it was a great progression. And I really did want to revisit those characters. Those little girls are just so cute. I love the girls and I
1: love Groot. And their relationship
0: as a family is adorable. But they
1: didn't recapture the greatness of the first one in in any real way. And we got too much of the Minions. So for me, it did not make my list. My number two, though, How to Train Your Dragon 2.
0: I've not ever seen any of these. Oh, my God. You've never seen them? None of them. Yeah.
1: You, would one, Jay Baruchel. Oh, he's, I didn't know he's that. He's the voice he's the star of the film. Is
0: he the boy or the dragon? He's
1: the boy. He's like okay. he's the star of the films, both of them. It has this ending that I can't even explain. You have to just see it at the finale, which I'm not gonna say what happens, but the finale you're like, Yes! <laughs> like it's <laughs> so exciting. Uh, and I really like the how to train your dragon movie. So that is number two on my list. What is your number one? Animated sequel.
0: My guess is we're both agreeing on this one. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I'm just gonna throw that right that right out there. I think. Well, my number one best sequel of all time is Toy Story three. So is mine. Uh, yeah, of I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all. It is now. Let's talk a about good... this just for
1: a second. This movie, Ugh. I I think Toy Story three is a perfect movie.
0: I don't think it's a perfect movie. I I don't think it's better than the first movie. But I certainly think it is the best animated sequel of all time.
1: I completely agree with that.
0: I, I cried at the end. I the, the problem for me was when they went to, it was the whole part in the middle when they were in the the other place.
1: Well, see, the other place, when they're at the daycare.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. The that daycare.
1: whole story is like being at Al Toy, Al's Toy Barn in number two. Yeah, this is here for funny.
0: But that that was the part of the story that I didn't like as much. I thought I, I in some ways when they did it at Al's toy barn, it didn't bother me. Like I, it felt, I don't know, just more youthful, more childlike, less scary. Uh, there, I thought the there... daycare was extremely terrifying, terrifying. Really, like it's terrifying. It's so scary if you
1: if you are a toy that those toddlers.
0: Oh my are gosh. Evil. And they are, but but at the end of the day, and I can see why you would escalate it there because that's the next progression. But the beauty of the Toy Story movies, I think, is about heart and camaraderie and banding together and the bond between a child and their toys and our imagination and our ability to anthropomorphize anything, really. I thought that for that movie, because of the message, The daycare really was the polar opposite.
1: So that's why you don't put it above Toy Story.
0: Yeah. That's why I don't put it above Toy Toy Story. I
1: I love the ending of that film so much. You have the banding together, like what you're talking about. If they're going to go down, they're going to go down together. But then Andy... They, they're rescued by the aliens, which totally is awesome. And also and a great callback to number two. Great callback to number one and number two. That's true. That's true. Um, and then Andy gets his toys back and he gives them away. And I honestly, it's heartbreaking. It's wonderful. How much more do I love Andy? Like, I love Andy now and I didn't really love Andy in the first Toy Story but now he's this young adult who really like he gave away Woody for this to someone who really loves toys like it was like I'm getting to choke up just thinking I'm going to go home and watch it again
0: it's it. it is exactly that the ending of that movie is what elevates it I don't think it's the best of all of them
1: you're right I'm just thinking about this again and I'm remembering Toy Story and it's not. It's not Toy Story. You're right. There is, it's such a family, right? Like it is. these toys are families. It, just a family because at a moment's notice, other people will turn on you. Like in a family. Like we're we we've been together for so long, we could say anything to each other, and we're still gonna stick it out. Yeah. Like that's how I feel. Like you know, Ham and Mr. Potato Head, like they could say some horrible shit to Woody.
0: That that part of it, like the interplay of the family in that in the third sequel is one of my favorite things about it yes because it, it was that it was like the way that you are with your parents and your siblings and and those
1: people that you can't shake no matter what you do no matter what and they were all okay going up to the attic together they're gonna be together they're gonna go to the attic they're gonna hang out with the christmas ornaments it'll be fine <laughs> and, <laughs> and and then that it got put in the wrong bag it just got missed you know Andy's got other shit going on. He likes girls and and phone calls and all that. I don't know. He might not like girls. He might like he might like guys. I don't know. They didn't really go down that route. But he really wants a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. So we've easily got a number 1. I'm glad we talked a little bit about Toy Story 3. We haven't actually had a chance to talk about Toy Story 3 on this podcast yet. So, yeah, I'm going to go home and watch it, I think. It's definitely by far the best animated sequel. Um and maybe I'll try Despicable Me Too again, but I don't think I will.
0: I'll try how I how, how to train your dragon. I'm very curious. Well, you gotta about start that.
1: with the first one.
0: So what is what's the story of the first one?
1: It's a bunch of Vikings and dragons are evil and the leader of the clan has a son who's played by Jay Baruchel, And he doesn't fit in at all. He doesn't like hunting for dragons. He doesn't like hurting things. He likes exploring, really. So he goes and explores, and all of a sudden he finds a dragon. A baby dragon? No. It's it's like a child dragon, I guess. Uh, But he definitely is dangerous. Um, But he's all screwed up. Like, his wing is broken. And Jay Baruchel's character goes down and starts sort of befriending this dragon. And he learns, oh, my God, like, Dragons don't have to be our enemies, our mortal enemies. We can, like, be friends with them. The sequel, he's older, much older. And he is literally flying around with his dragon, just finding new lands. And he kind of comes across a dragon pirate. And it's this really interesting story where this war breaks out. And there's this horrible guy trying to kill all the Vikings with dragons and it's up to jay bear and his dragon to stand up to these guys
0: i i'm convinced you can have number two with how to train your dragon number two
1: okay awesome and then number three i will give you toy story two i don't want despicable me two on this list
0: that's okay that's fair Shrek yeah yeah I'm I'm good with that I'm good with that all right
1: cool all right I'll count it down because I think you did it last week I like it so all right the number three animated sequel is Toy Story 2 number two how to train your dragon 2 and the number one animated sequel of all time Toy Story 3
0: Good list. Good list. Good list.
1: And don't get me wrong. I go back to Toy Story 2 from time to time. It's just not my favorite. It's my least favorite of all the Toy Stories. Wait till four. Fuck no. Okay. You I mean, can't believe they're making just a four. Really quickly, just really quickly. You had a perfect ending.
0: I know. It, it was the perfect ending. Why would you make another one?
1: That is my problem with these greedy sons of bitches who can't come up with any other ideas and they're like, let's have another one. Ah!
0: I agree. That story was over. Like, it finished. That was the end. It was a trilogy. It was perfect. Uh, What? Uh, Quadrology? What do you even call that?
1: Give us another Wally-like movie, for God's sakes, Pixar. Yeah. Or find another story like Up. You don't need to make sequels to these. Just figure out another story. Big Hero 6 was Look at awesome. how
0: big Inside Out was, too.
1: Totally. It was fantastic. You didn't really love it, though. I, I
0: Well, I liked it, it a lot. It didn't
1: come on your top 10 of the year.
0: It was not on my top 10 That's of right. the year. No. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. Tech Talk. I felt like that was very 80s. It
1: felt like Wayne's World. Like, <laughs> yeah. tech talk, tech talk, party on, Elon Musk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- surprise, that's what we're talking about we're today. We're talking about Elon Musk. I- I'm sure you guys have heard all about this. It's been huge for a while now. I just thought we need to talk about it. We this. haven't
1: had a conversation about... <sighs> We're living in the Matrix.
0: Yeah, are we living in the Matrix? So as all of you guys know, I forget the name of the conference, but Elon Musk had this big talk during which he basically said that there is a one in a billion chance that we are currently existing in the base reality.
1: Meaning we are living in an artificial world. Probably. Like some sort of software system like the Matrix. Yeah. Where some software giants probably the machines are building building everything you see. And it's one in a billion chance that that is not happening. Yeah. Basically.
0: Yeah. Cuz and his and his concept of this is that 40 years ago video gaming was Pong and now it's virtual reality and augmented reality. So even if we decrease the rate at which we're expanding, the likelihood that this is not a simulation of some sort is very... It's its high that this is a simulation. What do you think? Are we living in the Matrix, Like, Jay? I
1: don't think we're living in the Matrix. I
0: Yeah, I think that this is the base reality.
1: With that said, there is no Neo to pull me out of this thing. Uh, I'm just going to keep going on being a blue pill guy thinking what i think ignorance at this point is bliss you'll never be able to change that for me here's what i think i do think he has a point that yes 40 years ago it was pong and now it's virtual reality i do believe in the next 50 years we will have a ready player one scenario happening
0: oh my god absolutely like i i completely and fully think that Ready Player One is the future that we're going to be living in. So
1: if you haven't read Ernest Klein's book, Ready Player One, here's the deal. Basically, you wake up, you do something to yourself so that you don't stink, and then you climb into your pod and or, basically- And or throw
0: on your VR helmet. Or your
1: VR helmet. Because yep.
0: there are definitely different ways, and, and you go about your day.
1: And Yes. And so- You have an avatar that is kind of a slender version of yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. because you're probably like, you're sedentary all day long. Yeah. So you might be a little bit overweight. So you have a nicer looking version of yourself in AI world. Yeah. And you go about your life like you have a job, you go to school, you have all the things.
0: Yeah. And you do all of that in that virtual reality. There is a reality But that half your time is spent in virtual reality, which I think is totally the future. I mean, think about it. Let's go with work, for example. Of course, it's going to be telecommuting. Because part of the issues, of course, in today's world is people are like, well, I don't want you to work from home, let's say. Because... You know, then you're going to be in your pajamas and at home. And are you really, you know, what about the meetings that we have in person and that kind of thing? Well, in the future, you're just going to throw on your VR. You're going to be in your pajamas at home, but it won't look like you are.
1: Okay, that's actually a really good point. So I work at a very large company and it is seldom, I mean, seldom that I don't have a meeting that doesn't take place on my computer now. There is almost never a time when it, unless I'm turning around to have a meeting with my manager who works five feet away from it, me, it's literally the conference call part will be over Skype. Yeah. And I, all I need to do my job is a laptop.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that that's the reality for most people.
1: Right. So I 100% agree that the, the next step in office work Will be maybe three days of work at home, and then maybe you go to the office two days a week or something. Yeah, just
0: to put in that like FaceTime kind of thing. That's right. Yeah. And then eventually, I think what it'll really be is we're all sitting at home VR and like going into this virtual office that doesn't really exist anywhere.
1: And I think that is uh, gonna be great.
0: Like, think about online shopping with VR. Like So So instead of just looking at pictures of things and being like, this might look good on me, I'm going to buy it and hope for the best and I might have to return it. Instead, you can go to this virtual store, try on the stuff and see how it would look. And then you can be like, yeah, I want to purchase this. And then someone purilaters it over to your house or whatever. Yeah. Not.
1: So I definitely believe this ready player one world will happen in the next 50 years. Yeah. We'll all be working from home, we'll all be doing our adventures from
0: I know a home. dude who's recently gotten the VR, like the virtual reality helmet. Oh yeah. Yeah, he is very excited. Last time we chatted about it though, he was like I got my VR helmet, I'm very excited. But I can't use it yet because I need to buy a super powerful computer to run it. (laughs) To be able to run it. And it's like, it has like cords everywhere, but he's like, it's crazy cool.
1: If you had a VR helmet right now, what would be your main thing to do with it? What would you want to do with it most of all?
0: I would really love VR. (laughs) It's so bad to like do things such as like yoga classes with a yoga teacher where okay where i can do it at my house just throw on obviously would i would want a not very huge vr helmet so i can actually like
1: you would need them to be like like swimming goggles
0: (laughs) yeah like i would need it to be almost not exist not not encumbering me in any way and then there's no commuting to that yoga class or whatever and then i can go to all the different classes that are available, and you're not necessarily like limited in that way. The other thing that I think would be really awesome with VR would be something kind of like The Sims, like a whole second world that See, you. Could I be a part love of.
1: that you go to these places, and all I can think about is if I had a VR helmet, I could have a movie theater experience in my living room, <laughs> and not need a television set. I could just sit there, put on my VR helmet, and pretend I'm in a movie theater watching a 60-foot screen when really, let's face it, it's just a helmet.
0: That's so funny that that's where you go with it, That's totally what I want
1: to do with it. We've really gone off the rails (laughs) with this segment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Elon Musk thinks we're in the Matrix. Ah!
0: And we don't. But we think it's cool, and we think that eventually we'll be living in Ready Player One land. But
1: we will know that we're in it.
0: Yeah, like, you'll know it. I I just don't see the value, like, of why we would be in a simulation. Do you know what I mean? Like, what can something else, and maybe that's just a limited perspective. Maybe this
1: is why we have self-driving cars now.
0: So that we can be... In a simulation?
1: Because in a simulation, you can break the rules and cars can drive themselves.
0: That's not breaking any rules. Cars can drive themselves today, right now, in the rules. Better than humans. We don't want to get into this.
1: I'm just saying, this guy is really trying to sell us on self-driving cars.
0: Because he's brilliant and who wouldn't want self-driving cars? We've been through this. We cannot go down this path. I don't know if I'm going to buy a Tesla
1: now. He thinks we're in the Matrix. Google, get your car ready because I'm going to you. Because you live in reality.
0: Maybe. You don't know.
1: They did try to build an elevator to the moon. Yeah.
0: They are building a kill switch for AI.
1: I know. That's a good idea. Yeah. Fuck the Matrix. Yeah. Trailer trash.
0: I love that beginning. Ah, I love it.
1: (laughs) You know, who needs professional intros?
0: We do. We just don't have them yet.
1: We just don't have them yet. (laughs) So Kevin Smith has a brand new movie in his Canadian horror trilogy thing he's doing. He had Tusk. Tusk. He had Tusk, where the guy turned into the walrus, and now Yoga Hosers. Yeah. What the fuck is this movie?
0: If you have not seen this trailer yet, just hit pause on the podcast. Check out our show notes. Sh- check out our show notes. We have the link there. You need to see this trailer. Now that you're back.
1: How is this the same director who did Clerks and Chasing Amy and I, Mallrats?
0: What happened? What is this? Why are there little weird
1: Bratwurst, Bra- bratwurst men? Nazis?
0: What the fuck, bratsies! What the fuck,
1: what the fuck? And and exactly, I thought it. What looked- happens when they squish them? Like when they squish them, it looks like yellow paint. Like yeah, but not real paint, like CGI yellow paint.
0: I well for me. It started really good. At first I was like, Oh, sweet, Kevin Smith is now going to high school and like creating a you know, a new world similar to his original Clerks Chasing Amy Mallrat's world, but with no. high school people. And I was like, I love his like dialogue, I love the representations of the two colleens, I love everywhere where this is going when the hot dude walks into the thing and they're all excited that they're going to the senior no. party. No, and then all of a sudden, it's like a, a a switch is flipped, and and there's little mini Bratwurst Nazis running around, and an old man, and I and yoga. But I don't and even Justin
1: I'm... Long doing yoga. I don't know what is happening.
0: What is happening? I honestly cannot understand what this trailer or movie is going to be about.
1: I don't know what it's about. I don't like this direction.
0: It kind of reminds me. I hate to say it. It's going to be really insulting.
1: That's okay. I think it deserves it.
0: My first thought was Love Guru.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was like my first thought. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the Love Guru. Like,
1: It looks like it could be the worst representation of Canada since a Love Guru. (laughs) That's literally what it looks like. And I can't believe this is going to exist.
0: I, I really like movies that make fun of Canada. I'm looking forward to all of that. I just, it's the rest of it. It's like the plot of this movie that...
1: There's just so many great Canadian films that now Yoga Hosers is going to be... Like, it just looks so damn bad.
0: It does. I don't know if it's a bad trailer and that's why it looks bad. Because there are aspects of it that look great. The dialogue in the beginning. The setup of the heist. I've already said all this. But then there's the aspects of it that don't look great. The... Part where you have mini Nazi things Bratzies. and Bratzies. Bratzies. And and suddenly it's like you're looking at this weird grown-up child film. Like it's like a children's film. But, but
1: but it's not. But it's not. No. But it
0: looks like it. I, I don't get it. I don't I get don't it. I get it. And how does yoga factor into any of this?
1: I'm guessing they'll be bendy.
0: Yeah, but how's that gonna stop you? Like, how are you going to stop Nazi bratwursts with yoga?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, why, Kevin Smith? Why? Why is this your life now? You're you're showing up on every single damn podcast you can. You have, like, you're doing these movies because I guess they're super cheap. That
0: didn't look that cheap to me. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, it looks pretty cheap. I no, I, I think the production value is there. I you know part of it I think is.
1: Jersey Girl was not that bad, people. Jersey Girl was not bad. Now we see this. JLo was only in that movie for like a minute.
0: And that super religious one that he did was really
1: good. Oh, Red State. Yeah, Red State. So what
0: the fuck? I I don't and Zach and Mary that was amazing.
1: It was fine. Just keep directing Flash episodes, man. Just keep directing the Flash. <laughs> and I'm good with it. So, next week we are going to go back to the land of 1999.
0: With a pretty cool movie that is inspired by Elon Musk. By
1: our friend Elon Musk. We are going to revisit The Matrix. I haven't watched this movie in actually like quite some time.
0: Yeah, me too. I actually, well, I only ever saw it. Like, well, after it came out, like, I want to say 2000, 2001, 2002. Saw it
1: in theaters, thought it was the most, like, amazing, groundbreaking movie. And then I bought it and I watched it a bunch of times, and I thought it was super cool. So I'm actually, like, super looking forward to checking this one out again.
0: I can't wait. I
1: hope it, like, I really hope it holds up. up.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Like, it could be, like, oh, God, what are those awful Been at least
1: 10 years
0: since you've seen it. At least. Me too. I would say m- f- more. Like
1: fantastic. This is going to be so good.
0: Da 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 series survival vival, vival, vival. Da da da.
1: Dun, dun, dun.
0: Who's going to survive? So, this is it. Is this Is yeah, hey, I feel I'm still feeling cocky. This is the final installation of Series Survival. Four are predictions. During this episode, we're going to discover who wins. I need to lose all three predictions in order to be named the loser. I need to lose two for a tie. We have no
1: plan. No tiebreaker. There's
0: no tiebreaker. We're going to have to figure that out next time, I guess. And if I win, then Jay, why don't you tell us what you're going to do? Or what if I tell you... What if, what if I say it for
1: you? Sure, you can say it for me, but I'm not gonna lose today. I don't. I, I'm feeling good about this.
0: All right. So first, the business. We want to give a huge shout out to Matt W, who suggested to us this amazing, amazing punishment that will go to the loser. We don't know who the loser will be, but it will go to the loser, and the punishment will be that the winner will then choose a scene from a movie or a television show and the two of us and or maybe just one of us because you never know might be solo scene will reenact that scene we will
1: film it who decides what scene it is the winner okay okay
0: the loser must go all in they must commit fully like as an actor like you need to be trying really hard but the winner gets to choose the scene and then we we film it. We're gonna put it up on YouTube. We're gonna give you little like sound clips inside of our our, our sort of podcast from it. And this will be coming out before we start re bringing back Series Survival with our new
1: predictions. This upcoming fall, which I feel good about as well. Mm-hmm. So okay, first up on Series Survival. The Frankenstein Code, which actually had its name changed, sadly, to Second Chance. It's nowhere near as good. Uh, this was finally canceled.
0: Yeah, so it, it I guess they they realized that the Frankenstein code name sucked, so they changed it. And then they were like To another
1: crappy name.
0: Yeah. And then they didn't even have a release date for it for a while. And that's we kinda knew once they had changed the name and everything that the writing was on the wall and that the show was going to get canceled. But we couldn't actually revisit until recently because they weren't actually, like, stating publicly that it was, in fact, canceled.
1: But it is now. And I said, there is no way this is making it, and not even 10 episodes.
0: And you were right.
1: And I was right.
0: And I was wrong because I was like, this looks so fun. I bet you it's coming back.
1: I am the champion. There's your first <laughs> loss down.
0: Yeah. I, so now one more loss and we're tied. Two more losses and you win.
1: So next up, we took a look at Ash versus Evil Dead before this whole thing kicked off. And I mean, it looked great. So I said, this is coming back for sure. Me too. And and it is
0: it is coming back. We were right. Stars was not about to just cancel one of their first original series. That's
1: right. So, uh, so I'm not I'm not gonna sweep this now.
0: Yeah, you at this point
1: we can only tie.
0: We can tie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last show. Right, what is it? My cockiness
1: isn't going so well. But did you watch Evil uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead to the end?
0: No, I haven't seen the whole thing yet.
1: The end. Lucy Lawless turns up as the big bad of the season. It is.
0: Oh, I figured as awesome. well. Awesome.
1: Awesome. All right. The last one. Oh, shit. This is this doesn't bode well. Supergirl. Finally, we've got word. It has been renewed. It's moving to the CW with The Flash and Arrow and all those Which other Which is shows. great.
0: I think it is, it's going to do so well on the CW.
1: I think so, too.
0: And what did we say, Jay? What did you say?
1: I said, yeah, and I'm going to love it. Yeah, you did. And you were right. And you said... Yes. But that
0: I probably won't love it. And I was wrong because it's amazing.
1: <laughs> it is amazing. It is
0: amazing.
1: But that totally means I lost.
0: You lost. I won. Oh, my God. Oh. I lost
1: by one freaking show.
0: By one show. We were so close.
1: I'm doing what you but did you last. But I'm, I'm, I'm,
0: you lost. You uh. lost. lost you lost it was so My cocky i was so like you i didn't lost. think that was gonna happen it's not about cock it's clearly not about cockiness because we you only lost by one it was so close it might as well it could have been a hair if we i had think just-
1: anytime you didn't know you didn't take the gamble you were afraid
0: what are you talking about you i never knew
1: <sighs> so what movie am i doing
0: i don't know yet i have some time to think about this all right you listeners out there, please feel free to no, you don't contact need me, don't give need me some in. suggestions. I want to know, like, do you want to see Jay do something really embarrassing? Because I do. And if you have some movie ideas for a scene that he can replicate, please throw them my way. Maybe, like, DM me on Twitter or just, like, shout out to me on Twitter. Or, heck, do it on our Facebook page so that Jay can see all the glory and get worried about which one I'm going to choose. I'm going to have so much fun with this. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. already. right. Can't wait till
1: the next fall.
0: <laughs> All right. That is it for today, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to tune in again next Monday. There will be a new episode for you.
1: Well, we'd like to take a minute and give a quick shout out to Brian Allen Delaney from uh, the U.S. Left us an awesome review. He thinks we have some interesting segments.
0: I like that because I like the fact that we've the show has evolved to be a very segment oriented show.
1: I know, but I mean we've always been a segment oriented show. If you've never heard our very first episode from the closet, you can go all the way back and listen to that show. But maybe
0: we don't really recommend it that much. The sound quality was so much worse.
1: Well, that was something else that, that uh Brian said. Great production value
0: yay clearly he was listening to the the latter episodes of the season yes where we have these nifty
1: mics yeah (laughs) if you'd like to help support the show we'd really appreciate it you can Hop onto iTunes, give us a quick rating and review. It really helps us grow the show.
0: And if you want to reach out and tell us anything that's on your mind or suggest some movie scenes for Jay to do that will yeah, be super yeah, embarrassing, yeah.
1: You,
0: uh, you can check us out online at friendselephants.com.
1: On Facebook at Friends Elephants.
0: Or email us, friendswithelephants at com.
1: You can always catch us on Twitter. I'm at JesterJ. I'm at It's Havana. Thanks again for spending some time with us, and we will be back next Monday
0: with an all-new episode. Till next time. Nerd
1: on, Ella friends.